Welcome to episode nine of the Zone Talk podcast. I'm your host, Jamel. I'm back with Donovan, Knapp, Rashad, and Devon. We got a full squad here for you today. How are you guys feeling? We back and we better, man. Feeling good. Feeling great. Man, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Um, it was a hell of a game. We'll get into that uh, a little bit later, but it was super entertaining. Uh, one of the members of the Zone Talk, Zone Talk podcast actually got to be there up close uh, tell him how you, how you was living, Nap. I mean, you was living lavish down there. You, you was know, almost near Brady. At that nah, point. You know, I might as well have been on the field. Might as well. <laughs> Could have nah. got a couple snaps the way the the Bucks was playing. They should have let you in there. Nah, they 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 definitely could have used somebody on the Chiefs side of the football. But um, nah, it was a great weekend in Tampa. It was a last minute decision to go down there, hang out with some friends from college, um, some friends from back home. Um, it was super electric down there. Downtown was on fire. Uh, University of Tampa campus was on fire. People everywhere. Chiefs fans everywhere. Super Bowl experience is really cool. I recommend it to anybody if you can get out to a Super Bowl, even if it's not to get to the game. I didn't even go to the game. Watched it on a big screen. It was um, it was amazing. It's an amazing um, environment to be in, especially if you're a football fan. But you was you was at an especially special one because it was the first time that a team has won the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Yeah, th this is correct. So I I went down initially to um I I've only seen Tom Brady play once like in person. And so I was like, yo, this could be the last time Tom Brady like makes a Super Bowl, goes to the Super Bowl, and it's like a time for history. First Super Bowl played at home and it wasn't cheap flight ticket it don't cost much to have a good time so it was really it was really dope to see be in the city where the Super Bowl is played and and get to be there why Brady wins it um I've been here all the other times he won it and none of the Super Bowls were ever in Massachusetts so <laughs> it was it was it was a dope experience and I wouldn't I wouldn't have traded that for anything yeah I wish I was down there man um you know oh also it was it was like a snowstorm up here and i'm like Ch yeah, yeah you definitely whole, avoided that yeah man. the whole weekend it said it was supposed to rain every single day down there from because I, I got down there friday morning and it said it was supposed to rain friday saturday sunday and monday i did not see not one drop of rain the entire time i was there but that's, that's florida for you i also did not see one mass the entire time i was there so <laughs> that's right. that's just like florida you know they live by their own rules in florida but I abide. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. How the rest of you guys feeling? Y'all doing good? Yeah, we chilling. What'd you guys do for the Super Bowl? Any, anything special? I was just Any... chilling at the crib. The snow was like in the way. I was like, yeah, I'm going to just sit right here. <laughs> yeah, feel that. Yeah, me, and, me and Rashad watched the game as well. Um, you know, we just kicked it here at our spot. Uh, did a little analyzing of the game. What about you, Don? Oh, I thought you guys were deep in the analyst. Deep in the analytics. <laughs> the, an the analysis. <laughs> the that analysis. Is. Nah, but I was with my girl. Uh, we went to one of her friends' crib, and they had like a little Super Bowl party, mad food. That's dope. It was smooth. Sounds like a good time, man. 
I can dig it. I can dig it. It's the official end of the NFL season. Um, it's always a sad day uh, just because, you know, you're not getting the, you know, the action-packed games on Sundays anymore. I got to find something else to spend eight hours doing instead of watching red zone football. Right. But, you know, I'll figure all that out when I get there. And the offseason is, off season is always uh, a very entertaining uh, part of the year, especially this year. It feels like we're going to have a lot of movement in the offseason in terms of players, uh, where they want to go. It seems like we're getting closer to that NBA type of feel when guys just want to do their own thing and you know, go win a ring. We already had, uh, you know, Adrian Peterson coming out saying right. he wants to go play with Brady. <laughs> yeah. and I, I can't I even blame him. That one. That's, That's like wild. guaranteeing a ring these days. You just go play with that guy. It's crazy that AP is still playing, actually. He still has a lot in the tank. He's still, sunning, he's still sunning these dudes out here, bro. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> that's a I'll never forget man. it. And um, we'll, we'll have all that info for the offseason as well. So stay tuned with us um, as we keep you updated there. And, you know, just going into some of the NFL honors uh, that we most recently had. Uh, we didn't get into them last week. But, um, you know, a lot of guys who deserve the awards they got. And uh, some guys, you know, think some guys got snubbed. But um, for MVP, we got Aaron Rodgers, who had a, a fantastic season. Um, can't be understated. That Packers team, uh, you know, played great, you know, up until the playoffs, like they usually do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, NFC Championship is like their uh, Achilles heel yeah, or whatever. Man. Yeah, that kryptonite, man. And um, But it was well-deserved. I mean, uh, it, you know, when you consider the MVP, we always talk about this being a quarterback award at this point, you know, um, Derek Henry, I think deserved a shot at it. And, uh, I don't know if he got a fair shot at it, but, um, you know, he deserved to be in that conversation as well, which was cool. And, um, yeah, definitely wasn't fair. I know before we got on, we talked about how we talked about the distinction between different awards. Uh, now thinking about it, Derek Henry definitely could have won MVP, but obviously it was a quarterback award. Um, I just think, Obviously, Aaron Rodgers' numbers were impressive. But on the other hand, Derrick Henry is a running back, and he's extremely valuable to that offense and his team, and that whole team is based around him. But unfortunately, like we said, it's a quarterback's award. So, I mean, not surprised by Aaron Rodgers winning. He still had a career high in touchdown passes with 48 on the season, which yep. is very impressive and only – how many picks? We were just talking about it. Five. It's five. Five picks. So, Eight hats to off ratio. to him. <laughs> um, definitely had a lethal combo between him and Devontae Adams. So, I'm sure that helped a lot. Um, but it should be, hopefully, down the line, we start to see guys at different positions winning the MVP award. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Like, could you imagine like an old lineman <laughs> winning thinking, an MVP? Bro, like, right. They don't get enough appreciation. <laughs> Guy like Joe Thomas would have been. Gotta, with there's got to be like a. They, uh, speaking of old linemen, man, like the Super Bowl, like if Patrick Mahomes would have had his old line, this game wouldn't have looked how it did. Like, yeah, that's that, a those fact. tackles missing was literally the difference in the game. Right. That's Statistically, a fact. the game looked even. The only difference was the pressure that he faced, Mahomes. Yeah, and it's like, um, you know, positions like that never get enough uh, credit, you know. Yeah, there are a lot so of things. Dirty work that's done. I mean, in yeah, football, there's a lot like, of things that go into winning a Super Bowl, and not everybody's looking at the offensive lineman and seeing how many pancakes, how many double teams that they right. have this game yeah. uh, to help them win. Um, so you know, we, you, you want to give credit and find ways to give credit to guys at all those positions, and you can't even do it with these awards sometimes for yeah. the most part. Um, looking at some of the next awards we had, we did a poll on Instagram. Uh, you know, did we think that Justin Jefferson got snubbed of the Rookie of the Year award? 
uh, that Justin Herbert won. Uh, 56% of people said no. 44% of people said yes. Uh, so fairly close, but more people think it was uh, pretty fair Justin Herbert got that award. What do you guys think? Don, I'll start with you. Yeah, man. Um, I thought Justin Jefferson, 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns, um, something like, what, 80-plus catches. Mm -hmm. I thought he had an amazing year, but uh, you can't it, – it's hard. It's a quarterback, number one. And then for him to come in, throw the most touchdowns, the second most passing yards yeah. for a rookie quarterback on – you know, I, I won't say that his offense wasn't structured for him to do something like that, yeah. but he definitely capitalized on it. Yeah. And he was thrown into yeah. the just fire. For, and just made because it work. the offense is structured for him to do that, like, he still has to go out there and do it. So you yeah. can't right. take it away from him. Not that you are, but Herbert definitely, I think he deserves that one there. Justin Jefferson, you know, he's, he's got more to come. I don't think he, hopefully, this does something more motivational for him and he can just get over it and then, you know, win more. Other more important shit, you know? Yeah, I think the big thing is for Justin Jefferson to know that he was deserving of it. Yeah. And I think I think the fact that the IG poll was 56% to 44% lets us know how close that, yeah. that race actually was and how much people really put thought into it. I personally, um, I don't think it's a snub. Um, I think for it to be a snub, somebody has to have, be, un ha have to be undeservingly winning. Um Justin Herbert was very well deserved of that um, award, and congratulations Absolutely. to him. Um, can't wait to see what he's going to do next year with a new head coach, new system. Um, got some good defensive guys coming back onto their team. They lost a bunch of games by one possession this year, or less than less than five or six points. So, like, I think the Chargers are going to be a team we might need to watch out for in that AFC West next year. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, they got a lot of competition. So, um, I mean, you know, going through. The yeah, they got to go through the Chiefs. But, but, you know. You know, you never know. I think Justin Herbert is definitely a quarterback that can compete with Pat Mahomes yeah. at the very least. Young so talent. Really you good start with talent. that. You build with, you know, you go from there. As long as that front office makes some of the right moves, I think they'll be good. Uh, looking at the, uh, the players of the year, uh, AP Offensive Player of the Year was Derrick Henry. And the AP Defensive Player of the Year is Aaron Donald. Um and Aaron Donald could be an MVP yeah, in, really in my could. eyes. I mean, that man is something different um, when you're looking at defensive line, especially when you consider that he's a defensive tackle. Uh, he's doing what DNs do. He's doing what D-tackles does. He gets double teamed, uh, you know, some of the most in the league uh, compared to some of the other guys. And Derrick Henry, 2,000 yards, man. I mean, yeah. It's not done. That's, it's not common. It's 2020, <laughs> and you yeah. just ran for two, 2021 now, but you just ran for 2,000 yards, like, that On a serious. side note, we do have another Tennessee Titan who did run for 2K. CJ 2K. CJ 2K. So that's, that's pretty dope. Can't forget that's about dope that. for that organization. So yeah. I guess I guess if you want to be great in this league as a running back, I guess go to Tennessee. Eddie George. <laughs> Eddie George is tough. But, Ohio, yeah, that, that's Ohio dope. State. <laughs> yeah. 2,027 yards, 17 touchdowns. His, his uh, let's see. He averaged five yards a carry for Derrick Henry tough, this year. Bro. Like, yeah, I mean, there's no formula. A guy of his size, just, no. I knowing mean, he's gonna get five yards every time he touches the yeah, ball. Yeah, just going back, just crazy. thinking about it again. Like, the value to his team right now, I probably would say Derrick Henry is more valuable than Aaron Rodgers. Like, also considering that he's a running back too, which is crazy because it again, it's a quarterback award, and yeah, the quarterback 
has the ball in his hands, but all the time. But if Derrick Henry, if you don't have Derrick Henry on the the sorry the Titans, then it just kind of has a effect. You could, Obviously, you for could make that argument for, for Aaron, Aaron Rodgers too. Aaron Rodgers too. But, but the but fact that he is a running back, you know that's not. Nah, I get that. I get that. But just the fact that it's obviously it's so obvious that it is a quarterback award. I think you all, you have to account for like the position that he's playing and the effect that he has on also his own on Henry's own quarterback Ryan Tannehill who got an extension like a couple years ago I would say largely due to Derrick Henry and he's Tannehill's playing better because of Derrick Henry and the receivers are playing better because of Derrick Henry yeah so, like Derrick Henry I being mean, the focal point of that offense opens everything up for the other guys so and I think we're discrediting so Tannehill and, and guys yeah, like AJ, AJ Brown, Brown though too like, like well these, yeah these are great those players. are super talented you guys know, most but teams are trying it's just a benefit it's not saying it's just a plus it's like they get an added boost to their rating if this was Madden yeah, because Derrick sure. Henry's their running back as opposed as to yeah guy. as opposed to Aaron Rodgers being your quarterback well I don't and I don't necessarily agree with that no but no, I, under, yeah, I, I, understand I understand where argument, Rashad's coming from. But, but my thing is you you put any other quarterback on the Green Bay Packers. I don't think they make it to the NFC championship. No, no, I, I get that 100 percent. But I'm, I think I'm your take I'm, is more focused on the fact that Derrick Henry is a running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team. And yeah. just considering, again, we're in a quarterback, the quarterback, driven league. the quarterback award factor. Yeah. Like, I just think it's highly impressive that. He was able to do what he did, literally carrying his team week to week, um, and how much different teams have to game plan for a running back like Derrick Henry. Like they're stacking the box a lot, so obviously that has a impact on how the coach can dial up his plays for you know setting up the play action and whatnot, but. Again, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is not deserving of it because I think he is a lot, but um, I definitely would like to see more players of different positions other than QB win the award. Yeah, it would be nice if it was weighted more evenly so that other guys had more realistic shots at winning uh, an MVP award, per se. Um, We might have to get into that because I'm not sure how you can weight it. I mean, like, inherently, the quarterback is the most – like – the most important position on the field. Yeah, that's true. Just by just by the nature that's of true. I am the decision maker yeah. every single play. That's, yeah. that's true, but again, you have dudes like like Christian McCaffrey, how valuable he is to the Panthers. Like If they don't have Christian McCaffrey, which they didn't for most of the year, we saw how that panned out. But that's just another example. Right. Um, how Jamel said a guy like Aaron Donald, Dudes who are like literally changing, changing like the, the entire game. Outside of playing quarterback, like you said, the quarterback is inherently you know the focal point of the team. But I just think it's really impressive, you know, guys who are playing other positions doing what they're doing for the team, which is just like I said, just as valuable as quarterback. That's that's my thing. Again, not discrediting Aaron Rodgers because his stats, you know, back everything up that, you know, he's done, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a, I mean, at, at the end of the day, other positions just aren't going to get as much credit yeah, as quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, right. uh, I'll give them the credit, though, if no one else does. So, uh, with that being the case. Congratulations to Derrick Henry on the We like know that. what you did. <laughs> we know what you did. <laughs> the, the, we watched. But, uh, we watched all the One thing we got to bring up, though, is uh, 
the TJ Watt snub potentially because their stats were identical, but I think it's just like the fact that Donald plays D tackle. Right. He's like and able to create the stats that he does. And compared to TJ Watt playing outside linebacker, it's more you're more set up to make the play compared to a D tackle who's set up to take up a block so that a linebacker can make a tackle. Yeah. So I it's s- it's much more impressive for Donald to get the the same stats, but I mean Yeah, y'all y'all could jump in obviously. I know I'm doing a lot of talking, but <laughs> but um I saw I obviously saw the stats TJ Watt and Aaron Donald uh, compared side by side uh, defensively. But um I also came across something like on Twitter, just scrolling through. And initially, I thought like you know, I saw I saw the stats for T.J. Watt compared to Aaron Donald. I'm like, wait, how did he? This is definitely a snub. But then I came across someone on Twitter, basically making the point that the amount that you have to account for Aaron Donald each play, he doesn't get that same attention as T.J. Watt doesn't get the same attention as Aaron Donald. For example. You see Aaron Donald getting triple teamed by offensive linemen regularly. So, so that yeah, so that impact alone just speaks volumes to yeah, and he's his, still able yeah his caliber and yeah. his ability to change a game defensively in this case. Yeah, yeah, and we know guys like uh, JJ Watt had something to say. Um, you know, he tweeted out obviously he's going to support his uh, brother, um, and he said you know quote Aaron Donald is an absolutely incredible player. I love watching him play. And he's headed to the Hall of Fame without question. That has nothing to do with AD personally. This is me saying what my brother won't. TJ played one less game and still led the NFL in every major category. But as we pointed out, uh, Aaron Donald is a defensive tackle. Yeah. And this is just one thing that points out the fact that stats don't always tell everything. Like, these stats, they're great. And, like, TJ Watt is a great player. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. Like, there's you can only praise TJ Watt, but... He does play a position where he's set up to make these plays and to create these stats compared to Aaron Donald. Like, yeah, when you talk tackles, like shouldn't really have 13 and a half sacks, 13 and a half. He had one and a half less sacks and he plays on the interior in a three technique, which is on top of the guard. You're telling me somebody that's on top of the guard and tackle getting double and triple teamed by these 300 pound offensive linemen. And he's still slightly undersized, even though he's really not. Um, yeah. but either way, <laughs> either way, he's generating, you know, I think when you like end up looking at it and trying to, you know, find an equivalent, I mean, 26 QB hits to 41 QB hits, 42 pressures to 55 pressures for TJ Watt, 12 tackles for loss for Aaron Donald, 23 tackles for loss for TJ Watt, 41 tackles for AD and 53 tackles for TJ Watt. It's, I mean, those numbers for Aaron Donald are insane at the defensive lineman's position. So credit to T.J. Watt for having a fantastic season. You know, some people say he got snubbed. I would say Aaron Donald, you know, we need to appreciate him while he's here. Yeah, I'd have to say that he did not get snubbed, but we see you, T.J. Do your thing, boy. What do you think about those people that would say, okay, what what if you uh, – I mean, but Aaron, I mean, Aaron – T.J. Watt drops back into coverage. That's what I was about to say. DN. Like, like, we, met, like, like, we're not gonna downplay. He's an outside TJ's, linebacker, though. He's not really. He really isn't. He's, he's on. I he's mean, he's he he plays mo- he plays more snaps at end for the for the Steelers defense. I mean, I'm just here to say, like, for a guy that can also get you 15 sacks and also drop back and and do a little bit of covering as a yeah. like a that is mostly on the D line. That's very impressive. And look, 
Aaron Donald's going to win a bunch more defensive player of the years. You know what I mean? I don't think it was too far-fetched to give it to TJ Watt this year, All given right. that he was better in every stat category. Yeah, that's, yeah. that, that wouldn't be far-fetched. So, so, like, my thing is, Aaron, I mean, Aaron Donald won MVP last year. Yeah. And, the, and I think the year before that, a, a defensive MVP, I should say, right? Yeah. So, like, we get it. We know his dominance. Just give TJ like, his like, award real quick. No, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We ain't taking it for granted. No, he gonna win every one of them once until you find a real reason. And that he is a real. He leads him in every stat. Nah, every but that we just told you why that don't mean nothing though. That's cool, but you can't use that excuse every year if his team's not I, winning. I can use if that excuse because it's not an excuse. Not it is literally it's, schematics. Yo, I think it's like very interesting. Just going back to our first. Awards we're looking at the MVP, like they definitely the the people who um, you know come up with these votes and but um, like I I felt as if I feel as if they took into account more of like the political in the political sense as like we did when we were talking about how running backs or like different positions should win MVP. I kind of get the sense that they kind of went into a more political stance with this situ with in far, as far as the award between TJ Watt and Aaron Donald it's kind of like contradictory in a sense even though again like for example like if a quarterback has he's going to make up for most of the yards or he has the ball in his hands all the time so it's a quarterback award and then the running back being you know he's not a quarterback so he's not going to it's not it's not going to be his award but in this sense, it's more like, all right, well, T.J. Watt has better stats. But then it's almost as if like they're, the voters are like, all right, well, well, Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald is more. Yeah, Aaron Donald has more of like a. It's, it's almost as if they factored in more like they kind of like voted in with more like I context. Guess sense, yeah, more context exactly. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. I kind of get that sense as what it was like. I mean, I think it's impossible to eliminate all your bias. So whoever's voting, I think. Well, actually, if the votes are based on, I mean, I just I just pulled it up. Um, let's see. How do the NFL decide the MVPs? Let's see. The NFL has voters cast a single vote at the end of each season. This makes their vote hold more weight than the other system, but can also make the voting process a runaway. Um, this is per sportscasting.com. Uh, there are 50 voters chosen by the Associated Press every year. These voters are ultimately the ones who decide the NFL MVP. Um, so, I mean, I'm not sure how you become one of those 50. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure you have to have some type of football resume. Right. Yeah. They probably got Collinsworth in there or somebody. They do. <laughs> Definitely got they do. They say <laughs> these include legendary quarterbacks, Troy Aikman. Peter King, Chris Collinsworth, uh, Tony Dungy, like people of that caliber who decide the NFL MVP. Yeah, I just think yeah. you can't eliminate bias from people. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a natural thing. So. Yeah, so yeah, like ultimately, you know, there's always – a lot of times you're going to question if some guy, some other guy deserved it, maybe because people feel like they weren't watching him enough. And, you know, it, it, it kind of it's, – it's a tough call, especially when you're looking at different positions. And Yeah. Aaron Donald's reputation alone, like, he's already established himself as, like, just a – Yeah, it's hard to, so. like – yeah, exactly. But. So, but looking into the uh, defensive rookie of the year, 
um, you know, Chase Young. Uh, I think it is deserved. I think uh, an honorable mention, though, is Jeremy Chin and uh, Patrick Queen, two guys uh, that were huge impacts on their teams. Jeremy Chin having over 100 tackles, uh, back-to-back touchdowns, like two forced fumbles and a pick. Um, you know, it, feel, it feels like Chase Young was always going to get this award, though. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of yeah. feels like, yeah. you know, he didn't really have a chance, even though he had a, you know, great season. So, um, you know, like you said, it's a tough call. I can't really eliminate the bias there. Um, but, you know, those are some young guys who are going to be some key parts of those future franchises for sure. Yeah, I mean, Chase Young had a solid season for himself. Yeah. And I think it, sure. it, it held some weight that his team – somehow made it to the playoffs in that yeah, NFC definitely. East. So even though it's in a weak division, they they got that playoff spot, and they were not in the playoffs last year. So credit to him and his contribution to the football team. Seven and a half sacks. <laughs> his four football four team. <laughs> the. the football team. His football team. <laughs> no, Chase Young had a very impressive year and an even more impressive second half of the season. Definitely. I think that's when we yeah, really because he did start we, slow a yeah. little. Bit. He missed some games too, right? Yeah, yeah. Know, but that, one. but but that that really um, I'm I'm excited to see what he's gonna do next year and see if he's maybe in these talks that we're talking right. about T.J. Watt right. and Aaron Donald because he looked like like I think Jamel was saying this last last week he looked like what we thought Jadavion Clowney. You're just gonna say that, bro. Yeah, like, we, we had like, a we had a discussion about it. Might have been the first pod, maybe. Yeah, it was yeah. something but like that. It was um. Yeah. He 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 he's a yeah, dog. He's saying, a dog for sure. But but Jadavion. don't. <laughs> no, nah, but but for real, Patrick Queen is no slouch. Like not at all. Not at as all. far as linebackers go, he might be like one of the best young linebackers in yeah, the NFL. Like like dog. already like yeah. as a as a as a first year guy like. He was making plays. He was kind of the for a Ravens defense that wasn't what we're used to seeing out of them. I, I would say he held it down as as a rookie. That's fair. You know what I mean? For sure, and he definitely deserves uh, credit for um, you know that defense. Even though you know they didn't weren't as good as they were last year, they're still a very good defense. Yeah. Nonetheless, uh, he created turnovers. Um, you know, he was a big part of what they did schematically. And um, with that being said, you know, uh, comeback player of the year was Alex Smith. Uh, we always knew he was going to get this award. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just good to hear it. Yeah, it's it's really nice to hear it. Uh, put pen to paper. Um, he definitely deserved it. I'm trying to see the documentary. I ain't seen it yet. I'm cringy. I ain't going to see it. So, wait, there's actually a documentary? <laughs> I mean, guys. Oh, man. What? To go back on the Ravens real quick, they were second, like, in team defense. Wow. Oh, yeah. They like they just didn't look like they were and they didn't play that way towards the end of the season. But they were they were second. It was and they they also ended the year with an easy schedule. though. Yeah. I remember the last five games were a cakewalk. Yeah. Um, So I think those things are into account. I mean, but we can also say he he had one hundred and six tackles. Yeah. Like he is a big part of that reason why they are second. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, And for coach of the year, we had Kevin Stefanski. and thought that was a great pick. Could have picked a lot of different guys. Um, you know, Brian Flores deserves an audible mention. I think that was the right pick, though. Uh, definitely. Um, that Browns team has been in the gutter, uh, in the trenches. Trash. Awful. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> 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 no, but y'all really deserve it. I mean, it was nice to see Browns fans have some happiness, uh, to say the least. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. 
But uh, let's get into uh, the AP Assistant Coach of the Year. Like I said, it was Brian Dabble. Am I saying his name right? I'm never saying his name right. I think, is it Dabol? Dabol? Dabol. Dabol. Shout out to him. <laughs> shout out to shout him. Shout out for him to turning around that awful organization up in Buffalo and making them a AFC championship contender and making them. For real. You know, that the, he basically turned that. That team is unbelievable compared yeah. to what we've been seeing the past 20 years. And it, it it's good to see that. He's an OC. Other, yeah, he's yeah, an it's, OC. So. It's good to see other teams are getting, like the teams that we grew up with that sucked, like the, the Bills, the Bills, the Browns, the you know, the Dolphins. Even the even the Bucks had, you know, they were good for one year yeah. and then sucked. Right. For the, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, so I it's good to see how, these like, teams balling now and seeing right. these teams progressing. And it's just football is going in a good direction, I think, with that. Yeah, I was But just then saying. we still got the Lions. Yeah, the Lions are. They still got something to figure out, but they might figure it out. No, they won't. No, they won't. <laughs> Try to give them the benefit of the doubt. They, they just, well, they got new management. They got new front should, office. So they got new you know, much, we spent too much time last yeah. week. Yeah, <laughs> scratch that. Hey man, I did. I did some research, so I had a lot to talk about. No, <laughs> they got potential, but potential ain't it. But all speaking the time, of teams so. that just weren't weren't good in the past, the Bucks. They're in the Super Bowl this year. They played and they won, won the, Super, the Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, and yo, what a game, man. Um, I can honestly say this did not go how I expected it. I can almost guarantee it didn't go how any of y'all expected it. Nah. Um, or anyone, really. If you did expect it to be like this, you either a Bucks fan or you lying. Uh, <laughs> so either way, um, you know, I didn't see the game going getting this out of hand for the Chiefs. But there is something to be said about uh, how everything got there. Um, you know, the impact of the referees. Uh, and, you know, what really led to uh, the Chiefs' loss against the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Uh, but how do you guys do you, how do you guys feel about the refs? Do you feel like they had a big impact on the Super Bowl? No. I mean, nah, that pass interference on Mike Evans, when they threw that, I called it. I was like, yo, that's P.I. I mean, I, when they played the replay, I was <laughs> whoa, like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold <laughs> on. Hold on. Before you get into that, me and Don sat down and analyzed that. And that technically, no, like, technically, like, technically it is because – at the six yard mark, he was caught with hands on. But like, you gotta give the guy at least a yard right, to work with. Right. You know what I mean? That play was like Donovan was talking about earlier. Was a huge game changer because it lose they lose a pick. Like Tyran got a pick off right. of that, and the but, Bucks get a touchdown. Yeah, the, the refs can't make the call based on what the repercussions of the outcome. No, are. of course no, not. Absolutely but, but not. We're just, we're just talking. But about we're like, saying if you're gonna let the guys play, yeah, let them play. Yeah, yeah. Six yards. But not nah, when I saw the replay. Like, uh, like on my first sight, I was like pi. When I saw the replay, I was like, eh, are you talking then, about the end zone one or the first down? I'm talking about the first down. Okay. Yeah. So the okay. first down one, I was like, uh, like they cut, maybe could let him play because he kind of tripped them, but like. But they threw that, and you could have argued it was uncatchable, but I wanted to see the Bucks win, so I was like, P.I., but, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. The rest, they're out there, so you got to not give them the opportunity to make that call in all reality. So, it's P.I., it's P.I. Yeah, and there were, I mean, it, it, obviously it wasn't just those penalties. Uh, that what, were the, what were the penalty the counts? It was like, what was the penalty yardage? Like it was 120? 11 to 4. 11 to yeah, four, it was I think. 11 to 4 for the and, entire uh, game. Wow. 39 entire penalty game. yards for the Bucks, 120 for the for the Chiefs. And, I mean, the penalty yardage is definitely somewhere you can see 
a team losing like 100 yards and penalty yards like that's a drive that's points this is not a chiefs team that's not used to penalties though they're yeah. one of the most penalized teams and defenses in the league i believe yeah and, they're one um, of the top five most penalized teams in the league yeah i mean i think the biggest thing is um giving credit where credit's due and we've seen one of the best defensive line performances we've seen in yeah. in in a long time and you know, we, we give Mahomes a bunch of praise, and he played great, and he tried to do everything he could to help that team. But, man, he had guys breathing down his neck the entire game. Like, it, it seemed like he couldn't get a clean pass off at any point of the game. How does uh, – how does and I absolutely agree. Like, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they had this schemed out um, from the very start. But as an aside, how does this Bucks pressure stack up against, say – the Broncos Ooh. when they were playing Cam. Oh man. Oh. Well, That's the crazy. thing that I think the Bucks pressure, they they did their thing. Don't get me wrong. JPP and Shaquille Barrett or Shaq Barrett, whatever his name is, all due respect. Um, <laughs> they they created pressure, but the Chiefs were missing their tackles. That is enough to like that combined with decent they pressure. They were missing a tackle. No, 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 no. They missed the, two. The they missed two. If you compare the Chiefs' offensive line from week one to the Chiefs' offensive line in the Super Bowl, they have five different players at five different positions. Wow. So The biggest loss was Eric Fisher. Bi- biggest loss, Eric, Eric Fisher, Fisher and Mitchell, and yeah, Mitchell Schwartz and Daniel Kilgore, their starting center and right tackle and left tackle. You move your guard to tackle in the Super Bowl. Yep. You move one of your, your centers to tackle. Um... You know, it, it was just the scheme that they were working with. It, it didn't work out for them. They didn't. There wasn't enough continuity on the offensive line. Um, they didn't. I didn't think they left Clyde Edwards Hilaire or Travis Kelsey in to block enough. Uh, even with Mahomes getting as much pressure as what happened in that game, but you know, it was absurd to see. Um, you know, the offense just break down like that. We haven't seen the Chiefs' offense play like that ever. Yeah, so. I, I want to just get back to your original question. So I think the difference between that Broncos D and the this Bucks D is there's more collective talent on this D line with the Bucks. I feel like in that game, Von Miller was just the best football player on the field, yeah. and it was yeah. just as simple Absolutely. as that. You know what yeah. I mean? I think it was like two and a half sacks, like yeah, he carried five QB. He carried that entire team. Like, that yo, he was. He was going off. So I will say as a collective D line unit, the Bucks came the ball. Yeah. Like, like they were more in sync. They were all in sync. We talked about it last week. They did a great job keeping him in the pocket. And when they did chase him out the pocket, there was enough to make him there was enough pressure so that he wasn't gonna be able to get yeah. that off clean or or get that off with enough space. I, I don't know. It it just seemed like I've never seen Mahomes under that much pressure. You know what I mean? Like, I see him under pressure, and he's able to escape. And, but, like, we're talking two plays out of every four downs. This dude's running for his life. Right. And, like, on top of that, when in the past when we've seen Mahomes get under pressure, he's able to make, you know, amazing passes, and they yeah. come up with the catches. Somehow, in the Super Bowl, of all the games, these guys don't want to come up yeah, with the Yeah, he passes. was able to get the throw off despite like, having a terrible – throwing platform like he this man was laying 
fully like 180 <laughs> degrees <laughs> perpendicular to the ground, parallel to the ground, throwing a, a, a money ball that right hit to somebody the right in the face. Like, right come in on, his I mean, face. credit to Patrick Mahomes. We already know who he is, what he's about. He'll be back, but this performance, this was weak. I'm sorry. Travis Kelsey with what two drops in this game? Two crucial, crucial yeah, drops. Two big too. drops. Um, we will say ten catches, one thirty-three. That, yeah, that's, yeah, tough you know, game. No yeah, doubt. But. You know, still, but like two crucial drops from that were early. The best, was, from the mm-hmm. best receiver in the NFL. We we all kind of yeah. would mostly agree on that. Um, that's not what they needed, especially on a day where Tyreek is in a straight jacket. Yep. Like that, we're talking about. A guy that went for 260 last matchup, 200 in the first half, first quarter, right? And and you, you can't you can't even. And what was what was the scheme that you had called out last that week? Was, <laughs> you double team the speedster. You double team Tyreek, and you let Travis Kelsey beat you. Yeah, that's and that's exactly did. what the Bucks they, they did. They gave him his 133, and they still they did. said, "Go ahead, take that." You they he had a chance to score a touchdown. That might have you know, that might have still boosted his stats a little bit but it still wouldn't have been enough to win them that game right. now if Tyreek has that 10 for 133 we all know what that is at least two touchdowns yeah. at least that's a fact and um you know I really want to deep dive into how the Chiefs ended up losing this game and a big big part of that um yes we all love Tom Brady but Todd Bowles uh called an excellent game as a defensive coordinator and you know he wasn't the best head coach uh, but he has always been known around the league for being uh, one of the best defensive minds in the game. Uh, he's a heavy blitzer. Uh, a lot of his career, he played primarily cover one, cover three. Um, over 50% of his snaps with the Buccaneers this year have been that way, and that's what they saw in Week 12. So the Chiefs are going into this game basing their scheme off of what they did in Week 12. Now, although they played a lot of cover one, cover three over the season, Todd Blows completely flipped the script in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they played ridiculous. Played primarily nickel, so adding an extra DB because you know you have Mahomes. I mean, you know you, you have, have Mahomes. Tyreek, you know you have Tyreek. You have Travis Kelsey. And a you're primarily sa- passing attack. Exactly. And and now you're not going to have one high safety anymore because you know you can't allow that, uh, especially against a team like this. They played primarily cover two or cover four throughout the game. 42% of their plays were, in cover, were cover four in the nickel package. And in order to stop Tyreek, um, not by double teaming him, they use the weak side safety to undercut his over routes from Tyreek in the slot. A lot of the explosive plays that they got back in week 12 came uh, during sequences like that. Yep. So by Absolutely. limiting that, you know, you saw the impact it had on their inability to get past them on third down, yeah. you know, get to the red zone and really complete passes in the red zone and limiting the Chiefs other weapons outside of Tyreek and Kelsey. That was yeah. huge. Like, Look at the other guys. What did they do? Did I mean, Sammy Watkins know. play? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, did he play? Nah, man. I mean, because, uh, like him, if he the, played, the he Pringle, Hardman, like where's Demarcus Robinson? Where, where are, are you? where are I all these it, guys? I think he, Sammy he's the Watkins one that wore the ball off his helmet. Yeah, Sammy Watkins did play. He had one catch. Yep, sound for thirteen right. yards. Lock down, boy. Like that's like, not even like that's just thanks for showing up. That's like, yo. <laughs> like, he was just enjoying the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, I'm really here again. <laughs> that, was really, that was really just a cardio day for him. He was just out there just running just to run. 
Like, yeah. I, I don't get that. Get yourself open. You got the best quarterback in the league, and you were a top five receiver coming out of your draft. You got to make something happen, man. But that's what's impressive, man. We saw the pressure. You know, yeah. like we like we mentioned, there was a whole lot of pressure that game. And um, the crazy thing is, Tampa Bay only blitzed seven times out that's, of the 56 dropbacks. That, that's 18% that's huge credit of those to, plays, to Tampa's they D-line. blitzed. So that is the front three guys getting after the quarterback. Um, and you know, they put, they had a lot of twist games. Um, and one of the unique things that Todd Bowles did was use a QB spy and mirror Mahomes on obvious passing situations, rather than just have the spy sit in the middle of the field and then crash the gap that Mahomes goes he to inside. Him. He looped outside of the DNs yep. so that Mahomes wasn't able to sprint outside of the pocket like he usually does. And because that pressure was so heavy inside, he wasn't able to scramble out. He got sacked. He got hit. He wasn't able to make those throws that he pay- makes when the pocket breaks down. I mean, it's a credit to Todd Bowles. He called a hell of a game. And he cl- completely reverted from what he usually did the entire season. The Chiefs schemed for that. And yeah. they got the exact opposite. And you saw the results. Speaking of changing up the scheme, Bruce Arians was allowed Brady to do his little you know, play-action short game. They did a lot of screens, a lot of just short completions compared to like how his – Attack is primarily the the deep threat, and I think that's just credit to him, knowing that you know this is one game, and however is the best way to get this game done, that's what we'll do. And I think it's it's always a tough chess match in football when teams know what you primarily do. It's like so, do we stick to our bread and butter or do we change it up? And I think it's it just goes to show that when you change it at the right time, you can get the result you want, which is what the Bucks did. So shout out to them. Yeah, well, you can change it at the right time, or you can also have a guy who's played in six other Super Bowls who just, yeah, who just does yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Brady is one of those guys where he's so used to the moment that he's comfortable he's in it. He's comfortable in it. And, and, Absolutely. And as a, as a coach, I think Bruce Arians realized that, and he kind of said, you know what? And, and I – not just the Super Bowl, even in, you know, throughout the playoffs, we've seen it a little bit more. Yeah. We've seen more of just like that old Brady's going to give you a quick, quick screen, quick screen. We're going to take a shot. You know what I mean? We're yeah. going to go underneath. We're going to hand the ball off, play action, shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that That's a lot of what Brady's um, career has been is like, we're going to get these yards. We're going to get a bunch. We're going to have a high completion rate every game yeah. don't don't get it wrong right. like he's gonna he's gonna finish in the 70 percentile like you know 70 percent every almost every game so i think that it was just one of those games where the coaches let their players play yeah. and let them do what they did best both todd Bowles and bruce arians and their team came out on top and and like they they balled like balled balled yeah, for sure. Another another uh, key performer I, I saw out there, Antoine Winfield Jr. It's a really solid game out of him. Six six tackles for, for a guy solo. that didn't play last week. Exactly. So I mean, that just goes to show like how much those like losing their two safeties in that NFC Championship game hurt them. And I mean, they were still able to win that game too. Um, he also came up with a pick and had two passes defended. This man was flying all over the field. Um, he's the one who famously. Chucked up the peace sign in front of Tyreek's yeah, face. Yeah, that was funny. Sir. Um, we'll so take I mean, that 15 with grace absolutely. every time. Because, yeah, Tyreek sure did hit him with the the deuces when they was giving him that work. And, and the backflip. So, yeah, <laughs> all backflip that. You know, it is what it is. At that point in the game, it's not even this, – it's whatever at that point. They got it in the bag. So, shout out to the Bucks, man. 
Yeah, and, um, you know, highlighting some other guys on defense. I know, obviously, we mentioned the D-line. Uh, JPP, Shaq Parrott, Jack Barrett, uh, those guys played amazing ball. Vita Vea uh, on the inside played amazing. He was killing uh, the interior offensive line. Dominican Sue is out there. Yep. Uh, everybody was pressure. eating. Yo, everybody came Literally, to Literally, you can name the whole defense. Um, Levante David. Levante David played extremely well against Travis Kelsey early in the game when it mattered. It yeah. wasn't about Travis Kelsey might have ended with 10 for over 100, but when it mattered, he wasn't catching that. He wasn't yeah. catching those passes. He dropped two, and he had good coverage on a couple of them. So, yeah. you know, you're talking about a veteran guy who's going to be one of the top paid linebackers in the league. Shout out Daryl. Um, I know he he, he, see, he saw this coming. We were talking about this recently. Um, but they got a nice young linebacker in Devin White. Yeah. And then they got a nice, you know, core, older veteran guy in Levante David. Like, this team could run it back. Potentially, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a rematch next year. Yeah, whoever's playing them next year, make sure they have some old line. Let, let's not honestly. forget to mention um, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, yeah stepping man. in, Leonard. stepping in when you know yeah. what I mean when when the game's on the line and, and and one guy's not working, next man up. And I think that was a great great call by Bruce Arians to just let the ball head man go. <laughs> he went. He went. Like, he was you know, going. Like, once they got that lead, like he's the type of guy, like he's punishing that defense. Like they don't want to have to tackle him. Like there was some plays in that game. I remember one um, reception he had, like a, on a checkdown. He just turned around and like trucked the safety, and I was Word. like, "Oh my!" I was like, oh, no, "Yeah, no, they no, don't no. want it." No yeah. More. When the when that they was signed, was it that bro, was a bro, linebacker, bro? Like he was just out there pounding. Like I was like, "Bro, like I he's out there killing him." Hit like that. He was yeah. out there killing him. So shout out to Leonard Fournette. We all knew what you were capable of. The Jags slept on you, but nah, the Jags. Is, nah, I ain't he wasn't say all that. I ain't yeah. going. Well, I mean, is this hold your horses? Wait, so <laughs> is, this, is this not the resurrection of Leonard this Fournette? Is, no, Leonard no, Fournette. Think, hold on, Leonard. Nah, there was some dirt on his name. They, like they was acting like he wasn't like that. Leonard Fournette. By the way, his like super what? his Super Bowl <laughs> stats. You're only as good as your last game. His Super Bowl stats, <laughs> <laughs> That's 16, 16 carries, 89 yards, averaging 5.6 yards a carry. What about the receptions? One touchdown, four receptions on catch. all four targets, mm-hmm. 46 yards, <laughs> averaging 10, averaging 11 yards a Yo, target. He, he, gonna go no, he his, said, I'm back, baby. <laughs> he going to go into his next contract with them same numbers Word. and try and negotiate something. Super Bowl, you know Talk about, I was in the Super Bowl. That. I was in the Super Bowl. Shout out to Leonard, man. Nah, yeah, you know. it, was, it was a good during the season when the Bucks picked up uh, Leonard Fournette. I thought it was a really good move. It was a win-win in terms of the two running backs that they had. They had a young Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. So you had a guy and Ronald Jones where you bring in another guy who would you like to fire under your ass. So I think as far as the idea behind that signing was it's a win-win. And then you have – Fournette, who thus far in his career, leading up to that signing, kind of felt that he was kind of just down and out and left out by the Jaguars. So it was a win-win in the case that you kind of almost figured that Fournette would kind of create a, a prove-it type situation yeah. for himself. So I thought, in, like prior to you know leading up to all this stuff, uh, that that signing was very key because I I figured it was going to be a win-win. Just in terms of, I mean, those two guys, obviously we know who they have in that offense, who they brought in at quarterback. But from the running back position, I thought it was a, it was going to be a win-win situation. And in the most important time, it did pay off. So shout out to Bruce Arians in that front office for that move, man. And I mean, on top of that, like 
Leonard Fournette came real cheap. Exactly. Signed, signed a yeah. one-year yeah. contract exactly. for $2 exactly. million, dollars, unrestricted free agent in 2021. We've got another guy like A.B. who scores in the yeah. in the Super Bowl. And um, another guy who they just brought in uh, late, later in the season. And they have a lot of, you know, young pieces. They got a lot of old older pieces. They got players they drafted eight years ago. Mike Evans, guys like that who have been with them forever. Uh, like, they have had a lot of the pieces. Uh, Brady was just the last one uh, that they needed to feel like, you know, they could really do it as a team um, yeah. for them to take that next step forward. Uh, he brought the leadership uh, that they were looking for, and, um, you know, it ended up working out. It didn't look so good early in the season. Uh, they got they asked what early, they need, but they need some time. They figured it out. Um, it was very impressive to watch, and, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what they can do next year. Um, hell of an effort, hell of an effort. Uh, so shout out to the Bucks, man. Are they y'all favorites? Or next year, man, it's next too early year. to say. There's gonna be some movement in the off season that I want to see, but yeah. uh, the Bucks are. I would not be surprised as of if they're today. back because they're as of right now for me. Nah, it, it is the Kansas City Chiefs because yeah, if they right pick up the if they pick up a corner and they get their offensive line back, there's no reason they won't be 14 and yeah, two, I mean, 15 and one, <laughs> whatever. Right you know back. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> right yeah. back. It, you know, the interesting one for me is. What do the Bills do in the offseason? Do if they get a running back, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. If they get a, a running back that can control the game or a guy that can get you three, four a pop. Yeah, they're gonna they're a team that could uh definitely take the leap. Um because that takes hits off of Josh Allen too. You get more sustainable run game, which you know really sets the level for the rest of the game. Yeah. That could be dangerous. Yeah, it's assuming everyone takes a step forward. Um, you know, every player is different. Every team is different. Um, you know, they look like they're in prime position to do so, though. What do you think, bro, Rashad? If you, uh, have, if you had to choose right now. A favorite? Yeah. Um, I mean. First one that comes to mind. I, I would say, like, for me personally, I, I have to give it to the Bucks just because they're the Super Bowl champ. Like, okay. Like, right off the bat. But um, I like the point you made about Kansas City. We know that their offensive line wasn't there. And – from another point that I was thinking about was, again, the importance of an O-line and having an O-line and having a young quarterback and how crucial that is because we just saw no matter who you are, like at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes ha has $500 million or whatever crazy amount that he's making, um, and he's not Superman. And Word. either way, like you have to get your O-lineman – you have to draft old linemen for your younger guys. And I was just thinking about how Joe Burrow went out. Like, they're going to have to start getting some old linemen in. And if Trevor Lawrence goes to the ja the Jags, they're going to have to Figure build some old linemen. Yeah. That's just a little side note. but um, That's a great point. Yeah, but on a, back to your point about my favorite, I mean, I would just give it to the Bucks because, I mean, they, they won the Super Bowl. Super but, Bowl champ. Yeah, yeah, but um, I, I, I was, tempt all I was the tempted pieces. to say them. I yeah, was yeah, to yeah. Say them. I, I, I would like to go yeah. with the Chiefs, but, but um, yeah. I mean, they also have some some a lot of key free agents that's hitting the market potentially or going to be leaving. Yeah, Chris Godwin might so, be out. You heard what Bruce Arians said? You ain't going nowhere. Man, that, was, that was whatever <laughs> whatever he was drinking. I don't know. If he yeah, was word. Drinking, he said that right after. Was, looked at the cap <laughs> after. Was like. Yeah, that, I don't know if we can make it work. Nah, but, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna depend. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna be dependent upon what they decide to do. Like, how who they prioritize, and are you gonna value 
the offensive guys more over the defensive guys. You brought, we already saw what the defensive guys did for you. So it's going to be – it's all like Devon said. Uh, you don't want to speculate too early on because there's going to be moves in the offseason. So. But I would just give it to the Bucks for now because those are the champs. So. Devon, what about you? You pick a team? Um, well, no, he deflected. Also, yeah, and real quick, <laughs> also, and real quick, like, it's funny because I was just thinking about, like, how, like, <laughs> like, Brady's, every Super Bowl that Brady has won, it's like, oh, man, he can't get five. Like, oh, he can't get six. No way. Then he gets seven. And it's like, what if he gets eight? He fucking walks away. With <laughs> yeah, he like, walks away with ten. Like, like come on. on. I mean, Gronk, it's crazy that Gronk <laughs> came out of retirement. I was just thinking this earlier. Oh, like, hold on. Can we, yeah. can we talk about this real quick? Yo, so earlier we were watching the Joe Budden podcast. Shout out to Joe Budden podcast. And I think it was Maul said Tom Brady's seven Super Bowls is equivalent to 12 NBA championships. Do you guys agree with that? I, mean, I don't know I how mean, to measure that really. Like how to quantify that and, or just kind of. I think it was an interesting way to put it. But I mean, yeah, I mean basketball is like an interesting game. I think basketball is way more individual, so I guess perhaps it's easier to do that. Like Bill Russell, obviously it was a different generation he was playing in, but he won eleven. Bill Russell got like what eleven? <laughs> but I mean it was different. It was a different time, but even so, he still won eleven. Yeah, I guess but, them giving him twelve would still give them the fact that Brady shit is exceptional. Like yeah, seven. All right, all right. To to. Bring that to the NBA, it would have to be a number like 12 because or 11 because Bill Russell's like yeah, but known no, for yeah. the most championships, yeah. yeah. But nobody else has what Brady has yeah. in the NFL. But I mean, so look at like he Brady's has to have been that doing one it, up. Yeah. like he's playing with like the athletes are getting better and genetically, like guys are evolving. And Brady's still he's 43 years old and he's doing it against these guys. So, I mean, I mean, you should you could say that like. The equivalent to 11, 12 rings. I mean, I, mean I don't know. I just thought it was so interesting to put it that way because I always thought that it I was mean, way seven hard. is a lot, bro. I thought it was way harder. I always thought it was way harder to win a Super Bowl anyway, but I always tried to quantify it as like how many NBA championships like build up to three Super Bowls because how many guys do we see win three Super Bowls? Yeah, I mean, yeah, NBA yeah, team. You only get a dynasty every so, so every many so years. often, right? NBA team has how many? Like eight impact players throughout the season? Eight, nine, maybe <laughs> nine, yeah. maybe. But yo, realistically, let's go like around. Like, guys, will Brady get it? Will Brady get an eighth ring? I don't see why not. <laughs> I, I want to say no. Like, I damn sure won't say like, no. Like, I'm not gonna say yeah, no not, to that I'm because it, be like, if he were to play next year with the same team, who's to say that they don't? Do the same thing they did to the NFC and show up in the in the and in, they in the continuity and show up in the Super Bowl against a, a, with the full a whole season? other off a whole another conference that's just gonna be beating up on each with, other with all the, playoffs with the preseason and offseason and yeah yeah you yeah. got to think Drew Brees is gone now right retired yep. um Aaron Rodgers is unsure of what's going on in Green Bay I think that means coming back. No, I know we know he's coming back, but we're just saying like that changes the whole dynamic yeah. of the playoffs yeah. for the for the NFC next year. And I mean, yeah, this is a Super Bowl team. This is a Super Bowl winning team that's yeah. probably going to have mostly most of their guys back. I I don't know. Next year is going to be crazy. Yeah, I said, gonna, I said I said off air like the surprise 
the surprise winner would probably be the Bills. Like, I would go with that. Like, I think they're, like, one piece away, low-key. Yeah. Yeah. And Josh Allen is on his ascent. But, I mean, the practical move, obviously, is the Bucks. Like, I have no – I have or the Chiefs. I can't say anything. Yeah, the Bucks or the Chiefs. But I would probably still give it to the Bucks. Yeah, I, I mean, they, just, they just actually won. So, it's yeah. like, I mean, how can I? Yeah. It's hard to just take – they beat the same team, basically. I mean – uh, so it's hard to quantify. Um, and the way that they won was they they outschemed them. Like that's yeah. the other piece of it too. Like in the first matchup between the Bucks and Chiefs was ended up being a very close game. It got you know early on, yeah. early on Tyreek was just going off and it was too much to handle. But Brady slowly got the yeah, back it looked, of the game. It looked a lot I worse. Think for the the Bucks. final was twenty seven to twenty four. Yep, and you know. I think they took that and was like, you know what? We just won't come out slow. We just we, we just won't let one guy kill us in the first quarter, and and it I, it'll be a different game. And it was. Yeah, uh, shout out that whole team, man. I mean, they definitely stepped up, and you win a game like that against a team like that. Uh, super impressive. Um, you know, we're gonna shout out the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2021. Uh, there were a whole lot of great nominees, um, but there were only seven guys chosen: Alan Fanica. Uh, who was a guard, Tom Flores, the head coach, Calvin Johnson, wide receiver, John Lynch, safety, Peyton Manning, quarterback, Drew Pearson, wide receiver, Charles Woodson, uh, DP, hybrid. Um, shout out to those guys. Uh, a lot of them, you know, well, a couple of them we really got to see play uh, for multiple years throughout the NFL. Um, we didn't get to experience some guys, uh, you know, Drew Pearson as much or we didn't see Tom Flores as much uh, in the NFL, but right. um, you know it's super dope that this uh, this looks like a really good class. Um, yeah, I think it's cool that uh, Calvin Johnson is in the Hall of Fame now. Like that's pretty dope, and yeah. like the fact that he he didn't have like a short career per se, but it was it, it was. Like there wasn't really that much longevity, but he took care of his business while he was there, which is dope. And like so, like there'd be dudes playing for not fifteen, but ten years, eleven years, and don't get in the Hall of Fame. The fact that he was able to come through, I think he played maybe six or he didn't play no more than seven seasons. He played. He played from two thousand seven to two thousand fifteen. So that's eight years. Eight years. Yo, eight years. random thought. Six-time like, Pro Bowl. That's all I'm saying career, is, bro. it's good to see him get in as quickly as it, as yes. he did right. after seeing what Terrell Owens had to go through and seeing what, you know, Chad Johnson is going through right now because those are guys who are just generational talents. Yeah, I just had a random but thought. Those were different, but those are different, like... I would say, like, the off-field shit and the politics behind shit is the reason why they didn't want to let these guys in. Yeah, so More than it politics. was their body of work. Yeah. But you can't, like, it's it's about it's about what you do on the field at the end of the day. It um, should be. So what, what we will do is we'll definitely shout out John Lynch, like we were talking oh, about yeah. earlier. Way to set the tone, just being a physical guy at safety position. Word. We'll shout out definitely Charles Woodson. First DB or only DB, hybrid, whatever yeah. hybrid, whatever you want, call yeah. him Put Heisman him winner, on the back end. Heisman winner, and NFL Super Bowl champion, and now Hall of Famer. Congratulations to you and Peyton Manning. Yo, I had a we random all knew thought. this was coming. I had a random thought. Is it is it kind of safe to compare, like, like if Josh Gordon stayed on like track, like his trajectory would kind of be like Megatron's, just based off of his earlier years in Cleveland. 
Yeah, he was. I, I won't do that. I won't like years, statistically. I won't do that. He had because four, if you pull up those numbers, that one year. But if, no, did. but if you pull up those numbers early on, like come on, let's let's. Bro, pull that's it up. such a vacuum though. Like if you have yeah, one bro. year doing that and you have five years not. What was his first year though? Eight hundred and five. His yards. first year was nuts. I mean, he went crazy. Um, not his first year. His second year, he had sixteen hundred. But I don't know. Yards, yeah, that's nuts. But I don't know. I just had a random so. thought. Like yeah, then after that, that, it just <laughs> yeah, nah. But Calvin was doing it like on the Lions. <laughs> Word. <laughs> I mean, the Browns. Josh was on the Browns. <laughs> yeah, now Josh was on the Browns. That's true. But yeah. One eighty-seven. But, but that's nuts, but though. But the Browns like, never had a but yo, good QB. But bro, never. eighty-seven. Never. But. He had staff. I, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yo, but who 1, threw him sixteen hundred yards? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like on eighty, yo. bro, on eighty-seven receptions though, too. That's crazy. It yo, probably like four and he only played fourteen games. Yo, the 2013 Browns. Can we please look it up? Jason Campbell, <laughs> Brian Hoyer, and Brandon Whedon. Wow. Wait. Heavy that's hitters. Like, he played with like four different QBs. Yeah, that's, crazy, that's crazy, bro. bro. That's crazy. Yo, that that's incredible. But like, just I was just thinking in terms of like, kind of the way that they gain their, the, the way they get their stats, like, just monster, like deep ball, yeah. craziness. Like, I kind of just thought of that comparison. I, I see that. Um, but yeah, obviously, Josh Gordon has his own off the field stuff that unfortunately we haven't been able to see. One person, a lot of him. But what were you gonna say? I said one person. I feel like may have been snubbed. I don't know if they only had seven spots. But Rondé Barber, like, come yeah, on, man! This yeah, is this yeah. is this is one of those DBs we all talked about, like growing up. We always knew him to be uh, amongst the best. Yeah, I can corners in the. He league. won a he won a Super Bowl with with uh, the with Bucks, the Bucks right? Yeah, that that was one of the greatest defenses ever. Yeah, let's let's talk about um the twenty twenty one, like all of the finalists. There was fifteen yeah. in total. Um. We already named off the seven Hall of Famers, but aside from that, Jared Allen, Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler. Tony Baselli. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, oh, yeah, I don't know yeah, yeah. Leroy Butler. Jer- Jared Allen played for the Chiefs, Vikings. Jared course. Allen should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be he'll I mean, be in there soon. He'll be there. He'll be there soon. Tory Holt, if anybody remembers, wow, that of course, bro. He didn't of course make people remember Tory Holt. I mean, well, that, hey, if, if they're gonna put Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce, this is, this is, we just <laughs> I know we remember Tory Holt, <laughs> man. We better. Tory Holt. When I think of Tory Holt, I think of the crooked fingers, bro. That's Tory Holt. He on the Rams. When he was really killing, yeah, he was killing the greatest show on turf. Isaac Bruce already in. I think he might be. Yeah, I feel like he got in last year. Okay, if Isaac Bruce is already in, Tory Holt he's should on the be way. coming soon. Yeah, he's on the way. Um, aside That's from that, cool. let's see. Clay Matthews was also up. That was interesting. Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Patriot favorite. Zach Thomas, who was a linebacker for the Dolphins. Yeah, he was a he, he, Bruce he had the he year. had the neck roll. Yeah, young bull <laughs> with the neck roll. Zach he Thomas. Also, and and to close it out, we also had Reggie Wayne. I was just about to ask about him. Wow, so I didn't. Man. So he's not a Hall of Famer. He's got, you know, you can't just let seven guys in when those are all the nominees. <laughs> like, wow. They put what five receivers in there then? In the nomin like nominated for either four or five. Yeah, I see. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Tory Hall, Reggie Wayne, Reggie Wayne. I see three. Okay. 
still all very well deserving of Hall of Fame careers. These guys, yeah, Noah Lynch was one of them, them, them hitters. Bro, I just remember Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt on those on those Rams teams that played in those first few Super Bowls and just playing in like NFL Street in Madden and all. Yeah, that. Yeah, I was just about Yo, to say, dudes like, were like when I think of when I think guys. of dudes like Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, I think of like Madden and that team, like those dudes, like were Marshall Falk and all them. Marshall. But John Lynch is one of them dudes, like, he's kind of like one of them dudes, like, he would not probably be able to play in today's game, just all the flags that they were throwing out. Like, that generation of players in the secondary, like Brian Dawkins and Sean Taylor and all them, like, I don't know. Yeah, they might have been kicked out. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, every game. <laughs> yeah, John, John Lynch's uh, game, I. I don't think it would translate well, but I think that he would hurt a lot of people. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He would definitely hurt a lot of people along the way. <laughs> That's a fact, man. John Lynch would be out there oh, killing people. Before we go on, uh, this isn't Clay Matthews of the Packers. Mm. Get out. That's what I was saying, bro. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I'm like, yeah. like, there's no way it could this be that early, Clay, right? This is Clay Matthews who played in 1978, Ray Mauluga, I don't know if y'all remember him yeah, on USC. Mauluga, and who's right. the other linebacker? Oh, Brian Cushing. Yeah. Those are their linebackers. Yeah. Those are their linebackers, bro. That's he played nuts. for the Texans in the league. Yeah. Whoever ran the ball against them did not do a well. <laughs> a good, a good job any week. <laughs> Those are dogs. Yeah. That's a fact, man. But good pod this week. Um, you know, shout out to uh, everyone who listened to the pod throughout the NFL season. Uh, we shouted you guys out last week, but you deserve another one. Yeah. Uh, you know, we appreciate you for sure, especially if you made it this deep into the podcast. Shout out, Javi. Shout out, Javi, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta shout him out. Yo, Number one fan yeah. of the show. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> shout out. Y'all don't remember this name. Corey. Shout out, Corey. Hey. Corey. He's, he's, been, he's been hitting us up. Yeah. Word, so, I can dig it. I can dig it. Some good words to say. Word. Appreciate shout out, you. Corey. Also, quickly, if anybody knows or has a friend who does any type of video, we're trying to eventually get the pod to the point where you guys can see us, be able to see where we're at, see where see what our faces look like, and um, you know, just get the full podcast experience from Zone sure. Talk. So reach out, uh, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on IG if you have if you have anybody that might you think might be interested in the Boston area. And um we Definitely appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate y'all. You know, we'll be back in the off season. Uh, zone talk, zone talk, zone talk, zone talk, zone talk. Plan on switching up zone the talk, zone talk. Yeah, so we're going to uh, we're, yeah, we're switch gonna, up the pod a little bit. Yeah, going so to a little bit. We're gonna move from uh, a Friday drop to hopefully a, a Wednesday morning drop to give you guys more time during the week to listen to us. So we hope that you'll tune in with us next week. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned on the socials. And, of course, like, subscribe, and tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, shout out to Super Smash Bros. Alejandro Blanco and Wiz Dakota. Uh, they are going to play top speed on the way out. Zone talk, zone talk, zone talk. 
I'm the type of make a move and don't nobody know. You don't gotta hide it if you wanna let it show, girl. All I need is any with a little bit of dope. So as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go, yeah. Never mind them rookies, baby, come fuck with the pro. We can do it faster, we can do it slow. Never mind them knocks, yeah, leave them at the door. I know what your spots like, I've been there before, yeah. I left my main hoe, now my side my main hoe. Jigger chain clothes, live exquisite, they know. Performing plain clothes, get the bag and race home. Ain't got time for lame hoes or any of you lame hoes. Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Rich or poor, I'm still gonna live by the same code. Off the throne, it's hard to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey. Quarter on the beat, I tell him go off. I ain't never been the type to show off. And I ain't never pressed or make me go off. Hey. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed. But still, my bike crib from north up to prosper. Kill these niggas, bite me hard. I feel like holy field, these niggas flex. Too hard, they care about hoes for real. Yeah. Top speed, OD, low key on me. Top speed, OD, low key. Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only tryna blaze her. 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her. Probably got a hundred on the dice just like a racer. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed. Yeah. I'ma go top speed.